This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. British Virgin Islands plan to make self-governance assessment report public. MOU signed between Guyana, Antigua and Barbuda on economic cooperation. Jamaica Agricultural Industry provides 10 million feed subsidy for beef farmers. Trinidad and Tobago PM says time to get serious on regional food security. And Elon Musk visit Brazil's Bolsonaro to discuss Amazon plans. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, May 23rd. We start a report today in the British Virgin Islands. BVINews.com reports that British Virgin Islands Premier Dr. Natalia Whitley has indicated plans to bring the territory's recently conducted self-governance assessment report before the House of Assembly so residents in the British Virgin Islands can understand the options to achieve political independence from the United Kingdom. Earlier this year, the BVI hired an international expert on governance, Dr. Kali Corbin, to conduct an independent self-governance assessment. In a summary of his findings, he argued that the territory has all the tools it needs to become self-sufficient in self-governance. Dr. Corbin also noted that the only thing currently lacking in the British Virgin Islands' quest for self-determination or self-governance is the actual transfer of power from the United Kingdom. Premier Whitley speaking at a recent press conference argued that the report is very good and relevant, especially with all the conversations ongoing about the partial suspension of the British Virgin Islands Constitution. He said any move to suspend the Constitution would take the territory backward. If we go based on international laws and what the United Nations Charter have required, which the United Kingdom and all nations are signed onto, we will see that really our democracy is something that should be maintained and we will see that we have to continue along with our development towards the number of options which have been presented by the United Kingdom for us, Dr. Whitley said. The international expert noted in the report summary that the current overseas territory status remains preparatory to the full measure of self-governance according to international law. Caribbean News Weekly reports that the government of Guyana and Antigua and Barbuda has signed a memorandum of understanding providing the economic cooperation in eight areas including tourism, financial services, agriculture, air transportation, and energy. The MOU was signed by State House by the President of Guyana. Efron Ali and Antigua and Barbuda's Prime Minister Gaston Brown. The two leaders noted that the MOU is another step in many collaborative efforts in which Antigua and Barbuda and Guyana have been involved since the governments of the two countries, along with Barbados, launched the Caribbean Free Trade Agreement at Dickerson Bay in Antigua in 1965. This agreement will open opportunities for the private sectors of both countries in several sectors, including tourism, in which Antigua and Barbuda is regarded as a world leader, Prime Minister Brown said. He added that financial institutions will also be able to cooperate in expanding the range of services offered to their clients. On regional air transportation, President Ali noted that transportation was identified by CARICOM heads of government who attended the Agra Invest 
Forum in Guyana last week as an important factor in achieving food security in the Caribbean. Therefore, we will closely examine the possibilities of collaborating with Antigua and Barbuda in the provision of air transportation as an important element in moving produce from Guyana to other parts of the region. The two leaders will establish a working group by June 7th with a mandate to examine and make recommendations on ways to implement the areas of cooperation as early as possible. Barbados Today reports that Prime Minister Mia Motley has signaled her intention to enlist the help of now-retired first black female kidney transplant surgeon in the United States of America, Barbadian Dr. Velma Scantleberry, to assist with expanding the current program at the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Barbados. The Prime Minister spoke of government's financial burden in treating the rising number of dialysis patients during courtesy calls with Dr. Scantleberry, who is also a professor of surgery at Texas Christian University. University of North Texas Health Center and Medical School, while in the committee room at Parliament last week. Motley told the retired transplant specialist that her government was unable to sustain the high cost and pointed out Dr. Scantleberry, a strong advocate for transplantation, also mentioned the links between kidney disease and diabetes. She articulated the view that transplantation was a viable treatment option for kidney disease instead of dialysis and added that she was here to serve Barbados in whatever capacity her expertise is needed. Dr. Scantleberry presented Prime Minister Motley with a copy of her book, Beyond Every Wall, Becoming the First Black Female Transplant Surgeon at the End of the Meeting. Jamaica Information Service reports that Jamaica's bee farmers are being encouraged to take advantage of a $10 million subsidy from the Ministry of Agriculture and Fisheries to support the purchase of feed. State Minister Franklin Witter said the sum allocated doubles the amount provided in 2021. As we seek to build a robust and resilient agricultural sector, the minister remains committed to supporting the development of our beekeeping industry and so far this year, a subsidy of $10 million, which is 100% increase over last year, will be given to our farmers in the bee industry, he noted. He was speaking at a World Bee Day event in the ministry headquarters in Kingston on Friday under the theme, Be Engaged, Celebrating the Diversity of Bees and Beekeeping System. Heavy rains and periods of drought last year destroyed blossoms, which affected the ability of of bees to feed and produce honey. The ministry is reporting that this year's honey crop, particularly in St. Elizabeth, is experiencing low production due to excessive rainfall and winds. Permanent Secretary in the ministry, Dermot Spence, told Jamaica Information Service News that the bees are subject to the vagaries of climate change and sometimes they are unable to find enough feed to produce the optimum level that farmers would want. So the farmers try to supplement the feed by providing some sugar. It is for this reason, he said, that the ministry has allocated a feed subsidy and increased the support this year. The ministry is working with beef farmers to build out 
a kind of system that would facilitate exports to the European Union, which he noted is a lucrative market for honey. He noted that the country is assessing markets in the United States, United Kingdom, and elsewhere. Jamaica's beekeeping industry features some 67,000 colonies managed by beekeepers. The country is the main producer of honey in the English-speaking Caribbean. Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports that Trinidad and Tobago's Prime Minister has said that Trinidad and Tobago, together with Guyana, will be taking steps towards strengthening self-sufficiency on regional food supplies, noting that it was time to get serious. Dr. Rowley made the remarks while speaking with reporters during a media conference after returning to Trinidad and Tobago from Guyana on Sunday afternoon. Rowley visited Guyana to attend a three-day agriculture Investment Forum, an expo to discuss improving supply channels for food supplies and other trade issues. He said a major focus of the visit was to establish networks to improve regional self-sufficiency on food products through Guyana and Brazil, referring to a recent article in The Economist which highlighted concerns of food shortage and global supply issues. Rowley said it was necessary to consider Guyana as a major partner. He said while more work must be done among all stakeholders to improve the logistics between countries, he was optimistic that the arrangement would be beneficial to Trinidad and Tobago and the region. Currently, we import lots of our meat from Australia and New Zealand, Europe and the United States, very little from next door. If those things are done as they should be done, then CARICOM will begin to insulate itself from the ups and downs of shortages that take place and will continue to take place. Rowley also said that such a large-scale shift in suppliers would require significant investment from all involved, announced that the committee led by Trinidad and Tobago and Guyana will help guide policy making for the program. The committee will meet in Trinidad in mid-August. And finally, MyView News reports that Telsa and SpaceX Chief Executive Officer Elon Musk met with Brazil's President Jair Bolsonaro on Friday to discuss connectivity and other projects in the Amazon rainforest. The meeting held in a luxury resort in Sao Paulo State was organized by Brazil's Communications Minister Fabio Ferrari, who has said he is seeking partnerships with the world's richest man to bring or improve internet in schools and health facilities in rural areas using technology developed by SpaceX and Starlink and also to preserve the rainforest. Super excited to be in Brazil for the launch of Starlink for 19,000 unconnected schools in rural areas and environmental monitoring of Amazon, Musk tweeted on Friday morning. During the event, Bolsonaro said the region was really important to Brazil. We count on Elon Musk so that the Amazon is known to everyone in Brazil and in the world to show the exuberance of this region. Bolsonaro and Musk appeared in a video transmission live on the president's Facebook account, standing together on the stage and answering questions from a group of students. A lot can be done to improve quality of life through technology, Musk told the crowd. Although none of the students asked Musk about his 
his prospective purchase of Twitter, Bolsonaro said that it represented a breath of hope. Freedom is the cement for the future, he said, calling the billionaire a legend of freedom. Musk has offered to buy Twitter for $44 billion, but said the deal can't go forward until the company provides information about how many accounts on the platform are spam and bots. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, May 23rd. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.